Welcome again to Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Back to the Future, one disappearing haircut at a time. I'm Nick Jimenez and the news. <laughs> I'm Scott so, Corelli. <laughs> so much stuff happened in that sentence. <laughs> that was that was magical. Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we we no 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 guest host this yeah, week. Yeah, no guest um, host this week. Just me and Nick, uh, yeah, like wait, like the uh, old times. Today we are going back to minute fifty one, which starts with uh, Marty showing a uh, full size picture of uh, he and his siblings that he keeps in his wallet, and ends with um, Marty kind of leaning against the uh, uh, I almost said the barn door, but I guess the door was to Doc's lab, uh, talking about. The, the garage talking about the flux capacitor, which, but makes time travel possible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so good. First, first thought when, when we ended that minute is every actor cast in a summer blockbuster or a blockbuster should have to watch this movie for homework because nobody delivers expositional jargon like Michael J. Fox. Oh, so true. Like Jai Courtney would have made that sound like like it was the, the most, most important thing that's ever happened. Yeah, <laughs> but he he just it sounds so natural coming out of him. Yeah, yeah. Michael J. Fox is uh, he's he's something special. I'll tell you. He's he yeah he's he's just he's perfect at this. That so many kind of you know quote unquote like better actors or more celebrated actors they couldn't do stuff like they couldn't make it look as effortless. Well, and speaking of that, uh, so the thing that opens this minute, right, is that oh, cla- right. that 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 photo of him and his siblings, mm-hmm. and you have the picture of his of of, of uh, dorky Dave McFly in his stupid Mickey Mouse T-shirt. This this picture that picture is like Exhibit A as to why Marty is not related to anyone else in his family. <laughs> oh, it's even worse. Hold on. So then Okay, okay. So then his sister has like that big oversized sweatshirt and her hair <laughs> pulled back in a ponytail like class of 84. And then he's sit- standing in the middle of them and they're standing by a well, it looks like. Sure. Um and he's, you know, just smiling at the camera like they are, right? Well, this is one of the things that they got with Eric Stoltz originally. <laughs> so there is an Eric Stoltz variant of this photo. But in the Eric Stoltz variant, uh, his brother and sister they're standing they're standing on a next to a wall. Is this photo publicly available? It was in it's in the Back to the Future um, behind the scenes book that I have. Oh, you have that? Yeah. His like Dave is on one is is on the is on the left. His sister's in the middle, and then Marty is on the right. Eric Stoltz, Marty, and Eric Stoltz. Mm-hmm. They're dressed. Just like they are in this, only like even worse because Dave is is wearing what he's wearing plus a cowboy hat. <laughs> okay, and he's okay. doing the same like dorky wave. Wait, yeah, yeah. and then and then his sister is this pretty much the same. Um, only like like, like the like the turtle from Rocco's Modern Yeah, Life. basically right. And then Eric Stoltz, and Eric Stoltz is wearing is wearing all black. <laughs> he's wearing all black black jeans black button-up shirt right he is yeah. and he's looking he's not looking at the camera he's looking at his brother and sister 
He looks like a model. Like it's a straight up like modeling shot. Like even in the family photo, he had to play it like it was a Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah, no, it was like it was like you you remember? I, maybe you're too young for this. Do you remember glamour shots? Yeah, totally. Okay, that's what it looks like. Yeah, you like you you go to the mall. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like mm-hmm. he couldn't make it there for the weird family photo, so they used an old glamour shot that they had of him <laughs> and photoshopped it in. Oh man, it's incredible how much <laughs> it's not Marty McFly. You know, we've seen a lot of stuff with him in it as Marty, and it's always felt weird. Nothing has ever felt more weird than the Eric Stoltz variant of the of the (laughs) what I call I call it the class of 84 pick. No, I I really, really love the class of 84 photo because something about Marty's smile is almost kind of like apologetic. Like, he's like, yeah, I know they're super dorky, but hey, they're McFly's. Yeah, they're my family. I'm sending you the link so you can see it. Okay, it's opening. <laughs> that is not the same actress. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even kind of the same actress. Okay. Uh, well, I thought yeah, maybe, Eric- I thought maybe they like uncharacterized her, you know? Yeah. Like maybe yeah. it was the same person, but they like, they like took out all the like the weird. Oh cartoony details you know but whereas marty mcfly's smile is very affable and like <laughs> you know endearing stoltz's smile is kind of like kind of shit-eating for lack of a better <laughs> word like, i can't believe huh. these assholes are my family <laughs> look at these buffoons <laughs> these potatoes i can't wait legs. to graduate so i can get out of here <laughs> out of here and he's wearing the converse uh yeah that's like the least marty mcfly thing i've ever seen and the other two are just so, like, awkward and lovable. Uh, yeah, I, I, this is probably taken at, like, they're, maybe they were, like, visiting, like, San Jacinto or, like, they're, this, this is a total family vacation photo. Oh, okay. God, Dave's dorky wave is the best. I love Dave's dorky wave. And his cut-off shorts. <laughs> He's, that photo kind of, you know, because <laughs> we, I think we're on vacation in, like, San Antonio or something. But, like, we really only saw Dave when he was in his Burger King uniform, you know? Yeah. But this this photo tells you everything you need to know about Dave McFly. Oh, yeah. I'm Dave McFly. I'm going to work at the Burger King till I'm 40, like my dad. <laughs> like my dad. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. What if George and Biff work at Burger King? <laughs> This whole time. And Biff, and George is the store manager, and Biff is the district manager. <laughs> hey, can't get those reports to be in on time, McFly. I feel like uh, Future Boy is an amazing band name. Uh, it is. It, it's, what, it's what Doc Brown calls you, Marty. You know what twice? else it is? It what? is an amazing line to use in your production company, like, thing. You know, like, like, Good night. Yeah, yeah, like, like Bad Hat Harry Productions. Like, that's a Bad yeah. Hat Harry. Like that, like, yeah. Good, good night, Future Boy Productions. Good night. No, no, no. You don't name it that. Uh, you just okay, have just, the production and it's just like, good night, Future Boy. Good night, like, good night, Future Boy. Yeah. See, I was going to like say. Like at the end of a TV wor- show, you know? Yeah. Good night, Future Boy. Yeah. I was going to, I was going to say, um, okay, this is, uh, this is Future Boy talking about their first album, uh, the debut album, Good Night, Future Boy. Like, it, it also could be a great debut album. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's a, he's a treasure in these, in the, in this week's worth of minutes. Oh, yeah. 
he's in prime. We get some prime Lloyd action. Yeah, we we he's, we talk a lot about uh, Marty, but um, after this minute, that's all going to change. <laughs> just him running across the lawn with his plans. Oh my god! Is just him because he does that twice this week. <laughs> he just yeah. runs away from Marty. He just—he's one of those actors that I think. I think it tells you a lot about Doc Brown. Really, guy just runs away from his problems. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 That's like that's all he does. Like like you know, the house no! is on fire. Oh, I'll just run to the garage. It's fine. <laughs> Let it burn. Let it burn. Um, he, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't scenery chew. He just savors every second that he's on screen. Mm-hmm. He's like, how can I get, have the most fun with this take? Yeah. Um, I love the thing about, uh, it's, it's, it's like bad photographic fakery. They cut off your, your, they cut off your brother's hair. Genius. It's genius because they just throw it out there and Marty just kind of like looks at it for a second. He's just like, oh, what? That's, whatever, that's weird. But like, <laughs> you know, you it, it probably took me a, at least a dozen times, maybe more, of watching yeah. this movie before I realized what they were doing there. I almost want to say that I didn't know until like I, I watched this this minute earlier this week. Oh, really? It, 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 it hit me that I was like, I don't think I knew that before. Yeah. Yeah, isn't it? It's such. It's so great. It might. I might not mm-hmm. have noticed it until I saw it in theaters. Maybe mm-hmm. that might yeah. have been because because that's like you're like paying the closest attention. You know, sure. Um, yeah. Unless you're unless you're hosting a podcast in which you're. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but and even then, yeah, even then. Um. So 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 yeah. So I just think that that's brilliant. Like what a what brilliant setup. You know, because mm-hmm. that doesn't even. I don't they doesn't even really come back for like what another 10 15 minutes right yeah it's so just and it's so elegant and not like you know sometimes you know when you know something's gonna pay off and you're like okay can you be a little more obvious you right know? but this is so like you know out yeah this is my father's shotgun he leaves it on the mantle and told mm. me never to shoot it unless I had to. <laughs> I haven't fired my gun in over 17 years, McLean. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, so this whole actors politicians thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, lo- I love this, right? Because. <laughs> sure. Yes, it was funny because, you know, oh, Ronald Reagan was president. That, that was, that was weird. I also just love it because like. That's such a normal thing now of like <laughs> yeah. actors becoming politicians. Uh, the idea of a movie star being a president is, you know, yeah, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't mean it's meaningless to us now, you know, mm-hmm. but it was, it was the, the whole idea of it was absurd in 1955. Yeah. You know? And, and so I, I just, I love that. Cause we've had, we've had Arnold Schwarzenegger as governor of California. We've had, uh, we've had uh, Jesse the Body Ventura, right? We've had Jesse Bo- the Body Ventura as a as a governor. A governor was he a governor? Yeah, he was a governor. He was a governor. The governor of New California. <laughs> um, and then uh, uh, what's that? What's that comedian's name? Who's like a senator? oh Al? Well, Al Franken. Yeah, Al Franken's a senator, right? And uh, yeah, and you know, uh, uh, Will Smith uh, has kind of been 
poking, you know, sort of fueling the fires to say that he might be running for public office, like, in the next few years. Wow. Because he's like, I think I'm kind of done everything I could do with acting. Now I want to, and I was like, you know what? If anyone could, it's Tom Hanks and you. <laughs> if anyone could, it's Tom Hanks. But if he's not interested, maybe you. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. But he seems too normal, so you're probably going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Ronald Reagan, uh, at sure. this time, was the host of General Electric Theater, mm-hmm. uh, which ran from 1954 to 1962 and was a uh, was a anthology show in which they adapted stories in every episode. So there mm-hmm. there was only one original episode ever. I think it was some sort of Christmas special. Everything else was adapted from like a short story or like a sci-fi magazine article or something, like stuff like that. Um, <laughs> Just something Ron read in the paper that morning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so so that, that show ran from 54 to 62. It was one of the most popular shows on TV and was uh, neck and neck in the ratings with I Love Lucy like every week. Hot dog. Yeah. Um, which is crazy because I've never heard of General Electric Theater, but I've heard of I Love Lucy. So Yeah. And even more impressive when you take into account uh, while, while being a host of this regular television show program, he was also the president of SAG, if I'm not mistaken. Was he really? Yeah, he was the he was the president of uh, the Screen Actors Guild, I think from like the early 1950s to almost the 1960s, I want to say. And um, this was uh, during during a very interesting period for Hollywood. Uh, this was right around the time of the uh, sort of communism blacklist McCarthy era of Hollywood. And Ronald Reagan was actually uh, a spearhead of that movement. He was a noted uh, adversary to the Communist Party and was very intent on weeding out any sources of communism in the show business and uh, um, spoke against a number of his... Uh, he was an informant for the uh, the American Committee of, like, Suspicious Activity. Wow. Like, dude, like, dude sold people out. Well, um, uh, I mean, that, that makes sense because in 1962... He was fired by General Electric as the host of General Electric Theater, and then they just promptly canceled the show, so they really shot themselves in the foot there. Um, <laughs> but uh, they fired him and then canceled the show, but they fired him because he made a politically charged statement about uh, the TVA. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, uh, saying that like they're, they're like something about – you know, big government and them being part of that problem or whatever. Yeah. So after he got fired by uh, General Electric as the host of General Electric Theater, he was done acting and became a full-time politician. And then mm-hmm. within four years, he was governor of California, which then, of course, led to his presidency in the 80s. So it almost, you know, it's, you know, history, the gift of studying history is everything sort of makes some more sense, but sometimes, but you almost kind of want to stop doc and be like, Hey, it's not as crazy as it sounds. Mm-hmm. Like, like the seeds are all there by 1955. Yeah. You know? Well, but I mean, you know, he doesn't, he, he, he's a little out of touch is what we learn be- sure. because, um, I'll get to, I'll get to Jerry and Jake in a second, but 
Jane Wyman, who is the third person that he mentions, he was like, oh, is Jane Wyman the the the, uh, the first, first lady. lady? Well, she was married to Ronald Reagan in 1940, but they divorced in 1948, seven years before 1955. And in <laughs> yeah. fact, he was married. He married Nancy Davis in 1952. So Ronald Reagan had been married to a different woman for three years. And, uh, but, but, but Doc made the reference to Jane Wyman being the first lady, unless that is, unless that would even make it more ridiculous. Yeah. And I mean, I guess you could argue, well, Nancy Davis wasn't an actress and Jane Wyman was. Yeah. It it wouldn't make the joke work. Yeah. And Jane and Nancy Davis, his wife of three years is first lady. Yeah. Of course. Girls being what they are. <laughs> right. Well, but he, he didn't have to go for the first lady move. He could have, like, yeah. just yeah. said another random thing like he did with Jerry and um, Jack. Although Jane Wyman and Ronald Reagan uh, continue to appear together and work together both in film and television after their divorce. Mm. Yeah, in 1955, she had two films come out. She had mm-hmm. All That Heaven Allows, which co-starred Rock Hudson. And then she had uh, Lucy Galan, Galen, Galliant. Gal, Gal, is it Galliant? Maybe. I don't, I I think I don't know. But that was with Charlton Heston. Okay. So she yeah she she uh she she was in the in the movies with the big tough like hunky guys. Yeah, she you know kind of reading up on her, it almost seemed like she was. Uh, Sort of like the Kate Winslet of her day, mm. or maybe you know the kind of, or like the uh, the Amy Adams of her day. Like she wasn't a very uh, beloved. Well, you know, I'd love Amy Adams, but you know, she was in the she was in the heavy stuff. She was an actress. Oh, you know, that she makes, wasn't. That makes his comment even more weird because then it's not as it doesn't feel as dismissive. Yeah, <laughs> if she was like I mean, if she was like a respected actress at the time. Yeah, she she. I mean, you know, she wasn't like a song and dance gal. Yeah, she should. He should have said somebody like Shirley MacLaine or something like that. Debbie Reynolds. Yeah, Debbie Reynolds. Right. Um. So then he also suggested. Did you have anything else for Jane Wyman? Uh, no. Just uh, she. Uh, there was some cool stuff about that second movie with Rock Hudson was sort of a spiritual. It was kind of a let's hoping lightning and strike twice situation because they were just in a movie like a couple years ago that she won like the oscar for best like actress oh okay okay um speaking of lightning striking uh more than once or in this case 13 or 14 times um jerry lewis at the time uh was at the tail end of uh, martin and lewis the comedy duo that he he performed with with dean martin and in 1955, they starred in their 13th and 14th films together. You're Never Too Young and Artists and Models. Artists and Models, which co-starred Shirley MacLaine. In her, fe- in her like, most fetching. Yes, yes. Shirley MacLaine at, like, like apartment time period. Um, well, the, apart- the apartment, she's, like, the greatest, she's, like, the greatest female character of all. I, yeah, no, The Apartment could, is incredible. It's a masterpiece. The, um, the Apartment Minute! Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know how much older movies would handle the minute-to-minute <laughs> breakdown. <laughs> I think that'd be rough. Um, I think somebody tried doing Jaws Minute, and it just did not work out. Well, we're at our uh, 13th minute and our fifth shot. 
<laughs> oh no. Um, yeah, and then they, Martin and Lewis were like they were they were this huge comedy duo. They they starred in like lots of uh, episodes of the Colgate Comedy Hour. Um, I couldn't yeah. figure out if they hosted all of them or just some of them, but in any event, they hosted 207 episodes mm-hmm. um, of the Colgate Comedy Hour. But I don't know if that was like a daily show or what that – I don't know. Sure. Or how long it was Dean, on. Or... Dean sang the songs and Martin made the jokes to quote Denzel Washington. Right. Um, so that's what they had going on and then they were just about to break up. Like they broke up the next year. Yeah, there was like this um, the story where they, well, there was like a magazine cover, right, that – like, like it was like the, the – they made the cover of this like magazine or photograph and uh, Lewis had been completely cropped out. Oof. And it was Justine. Like, hey! And like Jerry Lewis was like, uh-uh. And that was kind of like the inciting incident of their uh, eventual downfall. Mm. Yeah, well. Say lovey. And then uh, Jake Benny – who was the host of the Jack, the Jack Benny program, which started on radio, in radio in mm-hmm. May of 32 and then ended on television in April of 65. So, so that was like there was like 33 years the Jack Benny program was on. And for five of those years, uh, they were on simultaneously on radio and television. Because the radio show ran until May 55, so like just a few months before uh, where we are now in the in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. And the TV program began in October of 1950. So it had been oh. on the air for five years at this point. But he had been – gosh, like can he – He did the radio show and the TV show simultaneously for, for 33 five, years. Five, well, oh. simultaneously for five years. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he, he ran that, he did that show for 33 years. Just, yeah. Like that man was in the American psyche for 33 years. Yeah. You know, I mean, who's, who's been, I don't know, like, like Ted Danson, uh, Johnny like, Carson, Johnny Carson. I guess, I guess like people that are still working today. Oh, oh like, still working today. Oh, geez. if there's any modern equivalent, like, you know, Letterman who just quit. Yeah. I'm tired. I shouldn't say quit. Uh, <laughs> all right, give up. <laughs> Uncle. The Simpsons. Uncle, I quit. <laughs> Come on, Paul. <laughs> I go where he goes. <laughs> and then they ran across the lawn and holding their blueprints. <laughs> holding their blueprints. <laughs> Paul Schaefer really is the Copernicus to uh, to Dave Letterman's Doc Brown. I think. I uh, thanks to uh, the Disney Hercules movie, I can't ever imagine him <laughs> yeah. without wings on his feet. Yeah, and like being little and blue. Yeah, uh, that was a real later laugh for me. Because <laughs> um, you know, when you're a kid, you're like, "Oh, look at the funny, look at Hermes." Yeah, but then you're like, "Oh, yeah, that is totally Paul Schaefer." <laughs> yeah. It's been, a, it's been a full minute. It has. I, I have one more note. When Doc runs in the garage and shuts the door, says goodbye, future boy, shuts the door. And then Marty says, like, ah, oh, the bruise on your head. I know how you got it. And, and I was just like, bruise? Who bandages a bruise? That's a cut, dude. That's a cut. Bruise. Look, look, <laughs> Michael G. Fox, just because it says bruise in the script 
You can. <laughs> you don't have to say bruise. It's fine. You can say cut. You can say it's a cut. Zemeckis is just like, no one says cut on my movies but me. You'll say bruise. You'll say bruise, because I'm the uh, one who says cut. Well, you're a better writer than Bobby G. <laughs> Tell him, Bobby Z. It's weird. Who who banishes as a bruise? <laughs> who would do that? Oh, man. Um, yeah, that's all I got for this minute. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, more than enough. Oh, yeah, I think so. So uh, go to the website, uh, backtothefutureminute.com. Leave a comment there, or you can email us, contact at backtothefutureminute.com. You can follow us on Twitter at BTTF Minute, uh, Tumblr, uh, like us on Facebook, leave us reviews on iTunes. That that will really help us out. Uh, go check out our other podcasts, Not Writing. Uh, Which we should have a new episode coming before the end of the year, uh, or you know by around New Year's. Uh, Scott and I will be counting down our top movies of 2015. Yeah, that's going to be happening. Um, so that'll be a good one. And uh, check out The Doctor's Companion, which we just wrapped up uh, Series 9, because that just wrapped up. We're getting ready to do the Christmas special. Uh, such a good season. Such a good season. Amazing, guys. If you haven't been keeping up with Doctor Who, it's the best it's ever been. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And after the Christmas special, um, we, uh, we we came up with like a with like a schedule for what we're like doing. A, a Bible, really. Yeah, like a series, like a podcast Bible for what we're doing uh, on the other side uh, of, of the new year. And I'm really excited about it. It's uh, my, my, my stomach dropped a little bit when I saw the syllabus. Oh, really? Well, just in terms of like, oh, I'm really going to I'm going to know a lot more about Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> it's going to be a good time. Uh, so make sure that you're uh, listening to that show uh, if you like Doctor Who. We're so, we're sort of like we're sort of like launching a mini series in a way. Sort of, yeah, I, but not so many. Yeah, not so many. It's, yeah, that's very true. It's, it's kind of it's kind of in the name of it. Uh, it is not many. <laughs> an addendum. It's an addendum. Yeah, it's more of an addendum, really. It it's a Cimmerillion of the Doctor's <laughs> companion. <laughs> Oh, that's true. Yep. Uh, all right. So if you're into the Cimmerillion uh, and Doctor Who, you're gonna want to you want to subscribe to the Doctor's Companion because that's gonna be good. Um, hey, a virgin. And then of course, January sixth, the premiere of Geek by Night, the show that uh, Nick and I are executive producing and writing yep. and editing and all that good you stuff. You can't keep a good underdog down. January 6th. <laughs> He's, he, Nick's coming up with all of the slogans for this show. It's great. <laughs> um, and then uh, make sure that you are, uh, if you like this show, make sure that you're listening to Star Wars Minute and Goodfellas Minute because uh, they do what we do. Um, I listened to, I was listening to Star Wars Minute uh, a week ago. Uh, I was sitting in my, I was waiting, I was in between seeing two movies and uh, I walked. I came upon a Five Guys burgers and fries, uh-huh. and I was like, I want to feel horrible for the rest of the day. So <laughs> I was uh, eating and uh, listening to Star Wars Minute. I think it was Minute Ten of Phantom Menace. Oh, <laughs> uh, when they were talking about um, this could mean only one thing: invasion. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it was that. And I and and I was laughing out loud while at a Five Guys. So. <laughs> it's so Obviously. good, right? It's yeah no yeah it's really good so if you guys are listening, uh, they're doing a great uh, well, job with Phantom Menace. Yeah, I, I can't yeah, believe really how really good fun stuff. Doing. 
but like earnest. Yeah, like very. you know what I mean. Like they're not just hating on. No, it. I mean they're not. They're not hating on it at all. No. Um. No. No. Yeah. It's good. Um. And then and then Goodfellas Minute is is continuing to be great. So. Uh, go check those shows out for sure for sure for sure and we yeah. will talk to you tomorrow with minute 52 bye star wars comes out in four days <laughs> bye